0: continue as a beloved and a forgiven people. Let us continue our worship and let us open our ears and our minds to hear today's scripture reading. Today we are hearing from 1 Corinthians 10 verses 1 through 4 and 14 through 17. This is the letter from Paul to the Corinthian church Speaking about the ways in which we are all connected in faith, even as each community retains their own identities. So let us hear this. I am reading from the Common English Bible translation, but I invite you to follow along or to read along in the biblical language that best connects you with the divine. So once again, 1 Corinthians 10, 1 through 4, and 14 through 17. Siblings in Christ, I want you to be sure of the fact that our ancestors were all under the cloud and they all went through the sea. All were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. All ate the same spiritual food and all drank the same spiritual drink. They drank from a spiritual rock that followed them. And that rock was Christ. Now think about what I'm saying. Isn't the cup of blessing that we bless a sharing in the blood of Christ? Isn't the loaf of bread that we break a sharing in the body of Christ? Since there is one loaf of bread, we who are many are one body. Because we all share the one loaf of bread. Thus ends our reading. These are the lessons of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Now, World Communion Sunday, which we are celebrating today, is a tradition that began not too long ago. It's a movement within the worldwide ecumenical church, ecumenical meaning all Christians across divides, across denominations, we all celebrate in this meal. And this is a tradition which began actually within some of our own lifetimes. It started only in 1933. And it was conceived of by a Presbyterian pastor named Hugh Thompson Kerr. Any relation? In Baltimore, Maryland. And the purpose of this particular celebration was to remind us all Something that we oftentimes forget, but to remind us all that as Christians, no matter your tradition or where in the world you may find yourself, we are all united in faith. Or as I like to say, we're all playing on the same team. We're all working toward the same goal, which is to bring the kingdom or the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven. We are all united in faith. We are all part of the one body of Christ. And for many of us, especially today, we are all united in the sacrament, that holy meal of communion together. We are, as the communion hymn and our scripture reading reminds us, all one bread, all one body. And both of these make up the one church, the worldwide church, one that is so diverse in practice and, in theory, so united in mission. One bread, something so simple in its parts and yet so complex in its workings, kind of like humanity. We're all what makes up the one bread. We are all the ingredients of the one church. On our table here, we have flour, we have salt, we have lipids, fats. We have sugar and watering, leavening. Now the flour makes up the bulk of this meal that we share together today. And there's all kinds of flour. There's rye, there's whole wheat, there's spelt, there's rice, there's an almond and coconut, there's all kinds. And like each and every one of us, the kind of flour we encounter oftentimes depends on the region of the country or the part of the world that you find yourself in. And yes, there are fights over what kind of bread is the best or the best way to make it, I think, the biggest argument that I often hear is whether biscuits or cornbread are better. Amen. And if you put sugar in your cornbread or not. Amen. This flour, it comes in all shades. It comes in all flavors. Like humanity, we all come in with different accents, different languages, different life experiences, different beliefs. And depending on where you are in the world, you may encounter something different. But alone, that flower, alone, we are not bread. We also need the items that make things happen. The ingredients that create something, something powerful, delicious, filling. We need the leavening, we need the yeast as it blooms. The thing that breathes life literally into the bread is the same thing that breathes life into us. That leavening sustains us in the work ahead, and this is the spirit of the bread, the yeast, the leavening. This is the spirit of the one bread. And for us, it's our spirit. It's God's spirit, the spirit which we all have that connects us. It connects each and every one of us in this place and in this space. It connects us to our brothers and sisters and our siblings and our cousins beyond this place. It connects us and it sustains us. It sustains us in our work together as a people of faith, as Christians. But that alone is not bread. We need the sweetness of the sugar, the sweetness that allows the yeast, the leavening to bloom, the sweetness that allows the spirit to move. We need the salt, the savoriness of the salt, the salt of the earth to bring out the flavors of the flour, And to encourage and feed the leavening, the spirit. We need the butter. Yes, we need the butter. Amen? Amen. We need that. The oil, the butter, it gives tenderness to the bread, it actually has a purpose. It brings a tenderness to the bread. It allows the heat to move more evenly through the dough as it bakes. These are our shared moments. This is what makes us tender, allows us to have compassion for each other and for the world, a broken world that seems absolutely hell bent on breaking us. But it gives us a tenderness. And there is strength in that tenderness. It gives us the heat. It reminds us of our hearts strangely warmed, of our need to go out into the world and to burn with passion. These are the shared moments we have together when we do life and church together as a people. These are the things that set us aflame our passions, our interests, our missions, our ministries, all of those things that we take part in together as a people of faith. But alone, it is still not bread. We need the water. We need that thing that pulls it all together. As a people united in faith, what is that water but living water. The living water of Christ. Christ is that thing that pulls it all together, that pulls us all together, that binds us up, that holds us, molds us, makes this all work together to bring about something glorious, something filling and fulfilling, something cohesive, something nourishing. When we put it all together, It is the one bread for us who are one body. We are part of the one body. Whether we are faithful or having moments of doubt, whether we are saints, sinners, or seekers, we are all part of this one body, this one bread. And on this particular Sunday, as Christians around the world are all partaking of this one meal Some of us are doing it simultaneously. In this very moment, there are other churches throughout the world that are taking part in this meal. Some of us have already done it, and some of us are preparing to do so. And through it all, we are also inviting folks to the table, the communion table, a table where everyone has a seat And everyone can partake of the one bread together. And so beloveds, this, this moment is where we find ourselves right now. At the table together, ready to break bread, one bread, one body. And we are sitting at the table with the entire world. Because all of us need feeding. All of us need something, anything, to get us through the next moment, the next day, the next hour, the next breath. We all come to the table seeking to be spiritually fed and perhaps even made physically full on the one bread for the one body. Now for us as a people called United Methodist this meal is of particular importance because as a people who celebrate a wesleyan tradition of faith communion is a sacred time of gathering remembering and re-remembering for us communion is one of only two sacraments we have baptism and we have communion And John Wesley, the one for whom we are named, believed that communion was something more than just a ritual, something more than just something we do to bring us into the Jesus story as active participants in the story. It was more than that. For him, it was medicine, medicine for the body and the spirit, a healing balm and a reminder of the one to whom we belong. In an essay that was titled, No End Without the Means, John Wesley and the Sacraments, and it was as exciting as it sounds, scholar and theologian Ole Borgen dives deep into Wesley's view of communion, and I loved the way he broke it down into three parts. That when we come to the table, when we take part in communion, we are participating in a trinity of motion and spirituality, a trinity of being. We are taking part in the effective signs, or as we call it in United Methodist language, an outward sign of an inward grace already at work within us all. It's an effective means of that grace, of being able to taste and see, and smell, and experience grace. And when we come to the table, we are making pledges of glory to come. It's that last part that I want to focus on. Because I believe that is what we need today as a people, as Christians, as a world. We need effective pledges Effective promises, effective covenants of glory to come. When we come to the table, we come with hope. Hope for strength of body and spirit for the journey ahead that we do together. We make promises when we take part in the liturgy of communion to use this moment that we gather at the table together to meet Christ. To meet Christ one-on-one and together. And we promise that we are doing it because we may, not because we must. And we do it maybe for the first time. Or maybe as if it was the first time. And we acknowledge We acknowledge that at the table we are all connected. We acknowledge that with the bread we are all connected, all part of something bigger than just ourselves alone. Each individual piece is not bread, but together it is. And we own the ways in which we have not always had it all together. We own the ways in which We forgot the sweetness, or put in a little too much salt, or heated the water so much that it killed the spirit, the yeast, or maybe we didn't have it warm enough. We own the ways that we are missing some of the ingredients. We own how sometimes the dough just fails to come together, or situations are too hot or cold. And so at the table, where everyone has a seat, we also offer up the places where we feel short, where we fall short, and we pledge to try again. We drink, we eat, and we hope. We drink, and we eat, and we hope. So as we come together, as we take part in this holy and sacred meal, let us do it with hope. Let us do it with expectation. Expectation of something miraculous about to happen. Let us come to the table seeking the mystery of how these things work in such a way that we have something to nourish our body and spirit. So let us have hope and let us come to the table seeking hope. Let us come to the table seeking strength for the journey. Let us recite the prayers. Let us truly speak and lean into those sacred words of our liturgy. And let us remember all of our siblings throughout the world those who celebrate and those who wish they could celebrate. Let us remember all who make up the one bread, the one body alongside us. And let us emerge from this moment with what we need, medicine for our spirits and our souls, a reminder that we are one bread, one body, one church. And that we do it together with the power of Christ and the Holy Spirit within us. May it be so. Amen.